chocolate against the roof of her mouth, taking a moment to savor it before she replied. Well, I used to. She set down the candy bar and rose from the desk. Here, give me that! She grabbed Carlotta's dust cloth, kicked off her pumps, and tugged up the skirt of her Armani suit so she could climb onto the couch to reach a wall sconce. Carlotta sighed. You're gonna tell me again, aren't you, about how you put yourself through college cleaning houses? And offices and restaurants and factories. Isabel used her index finger to get between the scroll work. I waited tables all through graduate school, washed dishes. Oh, I hated that job. While I wrote my dissertation, I ran errands for lazy rich people. What you are now, except without the lazy part? Isabel smiled and moved on to the top of a picture frame. I'm trying to make a point. With hard work, discipline, and prayer, people can make their dreams come true. If I wanted to hear all this, I'd have bought a ticket to one of your lectures. Yet here I am, giving you my wisdom for free. Lucky me. You done yet? Cause I got other offices to clean tonight. Isabel stepped down from the couch, handed over the dust cloth, then rearranged the cleaning bottles on the top of the cart so Carlotta wouldn't have to reach so far for the ones she needed. Why did you ask about jeans? Just trying to picture it in my mind. Carlotta popped the rest of the Snickers into her mouth. All the time you look ritzy, like you don't know what a toilet is, let alone how to clean one. I have to maintain an image. I wrote four cornerstones of a favorable life when I was only twenty-eight. If I hadn't dressed conservatively, no one would have taken me seriously. You're what, sixty-two now? You need jeans. I just turned thirty-four, and you know it. Jeans, and a pretty red blouse, one of them tight ones to show off your booze, and some really high heels, speaking of hookers. Did I tell you those two ladies who hang out by the alley showed up at the new job program yesterday? Those whores'll be back on the street by next week. I don't know why you waste your time with them. Because I like them. They're hard workers. Isabel kicked back in her chair, forcing herself to concentrate on the positive instead of that humiliating newspaper article. The four cornerstones work for everybody, from streetwalkers to saints, and I have thousands of testimonials to prove it. Carlotta snorted and turned on the vacuum, effectively ending their conversation. Isabel shoved the newspaper in the trash, then gazed toward the lighted niche in the wall to her right. It held a magnificent Lalique crystal vase etched with four interlocking squares, the distinctive logo of Isabel Favor Enterprises. Each square represented one of the four cornerstones of a favorable life. Healthy relationships, professional pride, financial responsibility, spiritual dedication. Her critics attacked the four cornerstones as being too simplistic, and she'd been accused more than once of being both smug and sanctimonious. But she didn't take anything she'd earned for granted, so she'd never felt smug. As for being sanctimonious, she was no charlatan. She'd built her company and her life by applying those principles, and it gratified her to know that her work was making a difference in people's lives. She had four books to her credit, with a fifth coming out in a few weeks. A dozen audio tapes, lecture tours scheduled through next year, and a hefty bank account—not bad for a mousy little girl who'd grown up in emotional chaos. She gazed at the tidy piles on her desk. She also had a fiance, 
a wedding that she'd been promising to plan for a year, and paperwork she needed to attack before she could go home for the night. She waved goodbye as Carlotta wheeled away her cart, then picked up a thick envelope from the Internal Revenue Service. It should have gone to Tom Reynolds, her accountant and business manager, but he'd called in sick yesterday, and she didn't like letting things pile up. Which didn't mean that she was driven, demanding, or difficult. She slit the envelope with a monogrammed letter opener. The press had been calling all day for her comments on the newspaper article, but she'd taken the high road and refused to respond. Still, the negative publicity made her uneasy. Her business was built on both the respect and affection of her fans, which was why she tried her hardest to live an exemplary life. An image was a fragile thing, and this article would damage hers. The question was, how badly? She pulled out the letter and began to read. Halfway through, her eyebrows shot up, and she reached for her telephone, just when she'd thought her day couldn't get worse.